Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Chof Gimel in Yuma. Daf Chof Gimel, again, we learned for a four Shlema for one of the boys who was critically injured in the uh, Miron tragedy, Yosef Azriel Ben Chaya Michal from Ramat Beit Shemesh. <clears throat> All right, today, uh, we yesterday we got down to about the 17th line down on daf Chof Gimel where there's uh, two dots there. So he says, Mahi Motzian, when they have to do a lottery, when there was a tie there at the, uh, when they ran up for the Truma Sadeshim, it says they do a lottery, and we explain that they stand around in a circle, all the Kohanim there, or on that Mishmar, and they uh, put out a finger, and the Kohen puts, takes off the hat of one of them, and he goes around counting the fingers. He picks some number, like a hundred, and when he gets to that number, as he goes around the circle once or twice or thrice, goes around, and when he gets to the hundred, that's the, uh, that's the one uh, who was chosen to do the Truma Sedeshin. So, they put out one or two fingers. If you could put out two fingers and they're not concerned that it's going to be counted like two people, certainly one finger is okay. A healthy person can always put out one finger. And it's not a problem. But sometimes a sick person, is he might have arthritis or whatever, he can't pull out, he can't put out one finger without putting out a second finger along with it. So as long as the two fingers are there together, they're not fingers that are spread apart like a thumb and a finger which can be separated by a far amount and might appear to be two people, so that's okay. If he's a sick person, he could put out two fingers together. Vahatanya, this Vahatanya is benichusa, meaning this is not a kasha, this is a proof. It says, You always put out one finger, not two. That's by a healthy person, a sick person, and he can even put out two. By Yechidin, Rashi says those are sick people on the Oroch, it says like a, a rabbi, meaning people who are weak and bedridden, they can put out two fingers. But of course, you only count it as one person. Is that really true? Is it really true? You only count them as one? But Tanya, we learn, you don't pull out the middle finger, the middle finger you don't put out, or the thumb, because deceivers, they might put out two fingers in order to try to, uh, you know, to make a computation and figure out that uh, to, to speed it up so that the uh, lottery should come out, they should win the lottery. So maybe they'll put out two, two fingers, if it's a middle finger, uh, yeah. Arthritis doing there to do the Truma Tadeshin <laughs> running up and down the ramp. I mean, well, maybe, maybe, good question. Maybe they're, uh, you know, arthritis is, uh, uh, for those of us who've already uh, reached a certain age, sometimes some of the bones are arthritic and not all, not all of them are. So maybe it just means he has, or he could be, it doesn't have to be arthritis. It could be just some other reason where it's hard for him to put out uh, one finger alone. But it's a good point. You have to be capable of, uh, of doing the work. Uh, doing the service. So the question is, you don't put out a middle finger or a thumb there, a mom, because the receivers, if you did pull out the middle finger, you do count it. So it sounds like you do count it as two. But if he puts out a thumb, that's certainly a deceiver. The uh, the officer there, the, the appointed uh, Cohen, who's in charge, the superintendent, he whips him. He even gives him a whip if he tries that shtick. So, but what it's mashma over here? My, so it's mashma though that if you pull out the middle finger, he is counted. It's mashma's counted as two. My monin, my monin lo nami achas. 
So he says, no, what he means when we count, if he puts out a middle finger, that's okay, because he could be arthritic or he could just be weak or whatever. And that's okay as long as you, but it doesn't mean you count it as two, it means you only count it as one, as one, one finger or one person. My Pekia, what do we mean by that? That if a person tries to put out a thumb, that certainly indicates a person who's a trickster and uh, the superintendent of the quantum there also gives him a whip. What do you mean, my pekia? Amarav madra. It means a madra. Pekia means a madra. Okay, what does that mean? My madra. Amra papa metarka detai. It's the whip the Arabs that the Arabs use on their horses or their mules. The the pusik reshe. Pusik reshe means long. It sounds like sik reshe, right? You cut the head off of the chicken. Sik reshe really almost. We know that lotion. Here Rashi says this mashma sik reshe is that. The top of the whip is not one thick, per, one thick piece, but rather it's cut into fringes, like you see, uh, you know, like tzitzis, right? They're cut into fringes at the end, and that helps when they, uh, in, you know, when they push the horses to, uh, you know, to uh, go faster or whatever, that it's it, it split up that way. That's what it means that that kind of a whip that has uh, split ends. Amrabaya, uh, Maresh, I used to think, this we learned in a Mishnah, that Ben Bavai Munal Pakia. Remember that we had that in Shkolem, that the uh, that was his name. Ben Bavai, he was in charge of the Pakia. So what is the Pakia? Amina Psilt, I thought that's the wicks. He was in charge of making the wicks used in the menorah. Kiritanan, Mivaloi Mechnesaikonim, from the remnants, the worn out garments, worn out uh, trousers of the Kohanim, and from their belts, Mehen Hoyumafkian, they used to make, uh, they used to make uh, wicks out of that. So we know that Old garments, worn-out garments, were used for wicks. And they used those to, to light the menorah. So I thought that when I heard the word pekia, right? So he says, I said, pekia means uh, wicks. Keeping the Shemana Oh, now that we learn in this price, not only uh, do we not account uh, at all a person who sticks out his thumb, he also gets malchus, he gets lashes, but pekia... Amina my pekia. So now I understand that pekia means what me means a whip. So it depends what you what you know what you mean because you said over there that Ben um, Bavai uh, was mamuna ala pekia. So pekia can mean whips and pekia can mean uh, can mean uh, can, it can mean wicks and it can mean a, a whip in this case. Obviously, it means it's a piece of uh, a piece of string or thread or or leather or whatever. That can either be, it could be turned into a whip, it could mean that, or it could also mean a, uh, it could also mean wicks that are turned into wicks. So, Mamuna Lapkia does not necessarily, there over it says, Mamuna Lapkia normally taka means that he's in charge of the wicks, but over here it also means whips. So, like we say when it comes to Khamra, what is Khamra? Khamra is a donkey or Khamra is also wine? It depends where it is. If it's in the cellar, it's wine. If it's in the barn, it's a donkey. All right. So we said in our Mishnah, our Mishnah was talking about, we're talking about Truma Sedeshin. Truma Sedeshin is the first order of the day. The first service done in the day, early in the morning, before Alos HaShachar. As we said, the Kohen goes up and takes a shovelful. We'll see tomorrow, the Gemara says how much that is, but he just takes one shovelful and puts it next to the Kevesh by the ram. That's the, that's the Kohen's first job, that's Truma Sedeshin. So we said that originally, there was no lottery. Whoever went up there first, you know, wasn't a big demand. Whoever went first uh, got it. Then one day, uh, somebody ran up there and he fell off the, uh, the kevish and broke his leg. 
and therefore they said it could be dangerous. There's a certain, when two guys are running, one guy might fall off. And therefore they decided to make a lottery so he wouldn't have this. Now the Gemara tells us there was another story. Talking about a Maisebishnek, there's another story with two Kwanim, Shayishnei and Shavan. They were both um, running up there. They were both running together. Verutz and Ba'olmakevish. And they were both running up the ramp together to do the Truma Sadesh. And Kadamecha, one of them got there, Latoch Arba Amos. The Lushnir is a little bit strange. He got within four Amos, presumably the four Amos we're talking about is the four Amos of the Mizbech, like we learned in the Mishnah. But then he says, Shel Chavero Natal Saken. It sounds like Chavero, the shell. I'm not sure how that works because it's not like he got within four Amos of his Chaver. What does that mean? They ran up together. Shnei and Shavan means they both ran up together. So they were already running together. So what does that mean? Latoch Arba Amos. Presumably it means Toch Arba Amos of the one guy got there first into the four, within the four Amos of the top of Mizbeach, and then his friend, Natal Sarkin, took a knife and killed him. Took a knife and, and, and killed him. Now, um, whether he wanted to kill him intentionally or he just used the knife to get him away, but the point is, he thrust the knife and into the per- other person's heart. Ahmed Rabbi Yitzhak Cohen got up there. He got Rav Tzadok was a Kohen there, not, not the modern Rav Tzadok from, you know, 100 years ago. Rav Tzadok, Rav Tzadok, a Kohen got up there, Amalos Ulam on the steps of the Ulam leading into the, into the, this is not necessarily the Ulam uh, outside the Mishkan. He says, Baharabai Rashi says, Baharabai Ulamas Harbet Banasham Hurdas. There were many Ulams there. There were many hallway, halls there. And um, he stood on the, on the steps there of Omar. Look what's happened here. Shimu, listen. Harei Omer the Basik says, Ki if you find a dead body on the ground, between two cities. And the, and the elders go out, and your judges, right? And you're supposed to measure who is the closest city. That famous case, that's the Egla Rufa, etc. Anu Amilahavi, Egla Rufa. Who should we bring the Rufa? Which, who is responsible? Which group? Alair, is it Yerushalayim? Or Allah Azaris? Or the people in the Azaris? The coin? Who's responsible for this dead body over here? We have a dead body here too. So we'll see what this means. It was literally, it's not really a case of an Egla Rufa. We'll see why momentarily. But he just was trying to instigate him. He says, look what's happened over here. We've got, we've got a dead body here too. Go, Kolam So They all cried out, crying. In other words, he, um, he pushed them, he pushed them to cry, to, to, to scream. Look what's happened over here. Ba'av of Shaltinok. Listen to this. The father of the child came. He calls it a, a Tinok. It really means here this, uh, one of, the father of one of the sons of the, of one of, of the Kohanim, the one who was, who was killed. Umatsuk Shumafarfa. He wasn't quite dead yet. He was still convulsing. He found him convulsing. Omar. Hareu Kaparaschem. Okay, we can't bring really a, a, um, Egla Rufa as a Kapara. His death should be a Kapara for everybody here. Vadayin Bani Mafarfa. And he says, My son is still. Convulsing, he's not dead yet. <laughs> the knife is, is in his body. If he'd be dead, the knife would be tummy. Not only that, the knife is metal. <coughs> What's the halacha when it comes to tumma on metal? That the tum, that the metal, special postic says cherub, the cherub is like the mess. In other words, normally things go down a madrega. A mess is an aviyavosa tumma. If you touch a mess or you attend a funeral, you're an avatumma. You're an avatumma. But the dead, but metal that's there becomes like the aviavos, like the mess itself. So the knife is not tummy yet. Why? Because the guy's not dead. As long as he's alive, he's not tummy. So he's not, he's not tummy. Then he says, he said, his son is still convulsing. He's not dead yet. In other words, take the knife out. Pull the knife out so he, the knife won't be tummy. 
strange thing. The father, who's, who has a son there dying in his hands, and he says, my, the son's still alive. Make sure to get, take the knife out. Don't let the knife become tummy. So apparently... Uh, the, 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 the purity of, of, uh, of kalim, of utensils, was more chashiv to them or more important to them than murder. You'd think that a person in, in uh, you know, well, while he's, he's about to go into Avelis, his son is dying there, you think he wouldn't care about the knife. You know, today, who cares about the knife? But he was concerned about it. V'chein Omer would find a similar thing. It says, v'gam, by, by Menashe, v'gam dam noki shafach, he spilt much innocent blood, shafach Menashe, much innocent blood, was filled from one end to the other with, with blood. As if to say that he did so many things. He was, Menashe was etc. He did a bunch of terrible things, everything else. And he also did murder. Like, you know, that was another thing. Parenthetically, like, you know, a footnote, he also committed a lot of murder. Like murder wasn't even at the, at the top of the list of things that were important to them. So this is a very, very, you know, strange story, but we have two stories now. We have one story that, as they ran up in our Mishnah, the two Quanim ran up the Kevish to in order to get the Truma Sedeshin to see which one would get the Truma Sedeshin. One fell off, and he broke his leg. All right, that one guy, in other words, in our Mishnah, we said two guys ran up, and as they were running, uh, one guy pushed the other guy off. Accidentally, accidentally on purpose, whatever, he fell off and broke his leg. In this case, uh, the two guys ran up, and when one guy got there first, the other guy pulled out a knife and let's say he killed him by accident, but he, 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 did, he did thrust a knife into him. So the Gemara now says, wait a minute, let's understand here. You got two stories. Hey, Maiskan, which story came first? If the, this latter story, the one in the Brisa, happened first where the guy died, was killed, that coin was killed. So weren't they metaking the lottery based on that after that? So hashta shvichas damlo takinu. If, if the second story where he broke the leg happened after the first one, that means when the guy died, when one coin died but with a knife wound, they weren't metaka. They didn't decide to make a lottery there. For that, they didn't make a lottery. They didn't say, listen, this is no good. We can't continue with this. We have to make a lottery. So they didn't make a lottery for that. So now afterwards, when a guy broke his leg, they are going to make a lottery. They're going to say, hey, this is enough. You understand, that, you know, right? So this doesn't make sense. So why were they metakin for a broken leg? They were metakin. They said, we better have a lottery here. This is getting dangerous. They, it mur- wasn't murder much worse. Eladin Viraglo called them, but Elamai must be that he broke his leg first. Uh, the, the, the story with the, broken of leg, of the breaking of the leg take, p- took place first. And that's what I'm said in our Mishnah. And therefore they were metakin. They, they decreed that uh, you should have a lottery. Eladin Viraglo called him. So keeping the Kino Paisa. So once they made, after the story with the breaking of the leg, they they made a lottery. So Arba Abos Ma'avatai. So what's the story with the uh, coin killing another one? There was only there weren't supposed to be two coin running up the ramp. Whoever won the lottery would go up by himself, and that would be it. He didn't have to run. He didn't have to fight with anybody else. So it does make sense. There's two that there'd be two stories. If the story with the murder took place first, and they weren't attacking the lottery there, so why would they be attacking the lottery for breaking a leg? Elamai. It must be that they made it to Kana for breaking the leg. So what was the story with the murder taking place? There would be there would be there would be a lottery then and there was no this second story doesn't make sense. What it really happened was that this story and the Bryce that take place first, where one guy died. One guy died. but originally thought I cried maybe it just happened, maybe it was an accident, maybe he used the knife, maybe the knife was in his hand. 
And by mistake, you know, as they were running and pushing and running up there and they were tied, the knife went into the other guy. Maybe it was an accident. So they didn't make a decree there. Keeping the chazi afil memela, once they saw that even without a knife, there were just two guys running, like you could say a small stampede and there wasn't room there and one guy pushed off the other guy accidentally, whatever, once that happened, once they saw that, then they made a takana. They said, even, even when there's, not, there's no murder weapons up there, a guy just fell off, you know, one guy pushed, the other guy fell off, broke his leg, and there could be danger there too. He could have died also. The King Rabban Paisa made the, that's why they decided to make the lottery. So we have these two stories. But the second story needs a little bit of an explanation, right? The father was there, and he said he's worried about the knife more than he's worried about his son. And what is this Rav Tzadok? What's he talking about? Egla Rufa. What does Egla Rufa over here have to do over here? This is not a case of Egla Rufa where you find a dead body between two cities and you don't know who the murderer was. Um, let's understand. So Omar Rav Tzadok Amal Sulem. So he said the story was that Rav Tzadok stood there on the de- steps for Omar. Achinam by Yisrael. Shimu, listen. Haviram the Pasuk says, Ki When you find a dead body on the ground. Anan al Who do we have to bring in? In other words, who should, on whose behalf should we bring should we atone? Alair on the city of Shalim or Al-Azaris or on the Azaris? Who is the owner over here? Says the Gemara, what does the story mean? Yerushalayim basasuya egla rufa? Yerushalayim is not a First of all, the Azar is not a city, right? Yerushalayim is a city, but Yerushalayim doesn't bring in egla rufa. Fatanya, we learn. Uh, right, it's, it's Gemara in Baba comments elsewhere. Asar dvam nem there were 10 things said about Yerushalayim. And one of them is, enem of egla rufa. You don't bring in egla rufa. Why? Because it says, ba'adama shenasam shalom uh, it says Badama and Rishta and Yerushalayim goes with the sheet that we met, we had the other day that was not divided up among the Shvatim. So Yerushalayim is not doesn't fit into the words of Aladama Shenasam Shalakeshtas. Therefore, Yerushalayim doesn't bring Lairufa. The Ode. The whole point of Lairufa is Lo No Damikal. We don't know who the murderer was. We don't know who who, who hit him. So that's what it says there. Vanoda. We know. We know. We know who, who thrust him. There were two Kohanim there tied at the top of the Kevesh, and it was the other guy who killed him. Maybe accidentally, he wasn't, uh, ate him, Asra, all that, but we know who killed him. He just was trying to increase the crying. In other words, when Rav Sada got up there, he wasn't asking, Halacha, who should we bring in Egalufa? He wasn't really talking literally about Egalufa. He was just trying to instill them with feeling, as look what's happened over here. We have the equivalent of a dead body. Like, it's, sort, it's sort of like Egla Rufa to increase the crying. Ba'av of his father came, the father Shaltinuk, I guess he was a young Kohen. Umatsuk Shumfarfi found him still in convulsions. He is a kapara for all of you. In other words, he should be a kapara. Like we say, when somebody dies, they should be a kapara. Tzadik is a kapara. The 45 people who were killed in Miron, maybe, they should, maybe they're a kapara. They should be a kapara for B'nai Israel, just like a carbon is a kapara, and just like uh, uh, the. the um, uh, the uh, Egla Rufa was a kapara, right? Va'adayin benikayim, and he says, "Look, my the son is still alive, and let's get rid of, to take the knife out." Lalamdecha shakasha leim taras kalim taras kalim yosim shvichas dam. He was more concerned with the the, the cliche not become tamei than shvichas damim. Strange thing, right? It, we we saw that before that Kohanim were not makbed on certain halachas, but on tum and tara they were very makbed. He boilu shvichas dam hudazol. What do we mean by that? Does it mean that Shvichas Domim became so cheap, you know, so such a light uh, Avera 
that, you know, there was murder all over the place. Well, Taurus Kalim, Taurus Kalim didn't, they weren't more stringent with Taurus Kalim than they were at any other point, but just murder became very commonplace and it was, it was always like nothing. It wasn't considered such a big sin. Oh, Dilma, stood in its place. All of a sudden became very stringent with them. So Tashma, you see from the story, since the proof that they bring is from Menashe. That also, he also did a lot of that. Like, you know, parenthetically, by the way, he spilled a lot of blood. That became very cheap. In other words, very uh, um, lenient in their eyes. The Taurus Kalim could have come and come. Taurus Kalim always didn't become more stringent. It was always, it always had the same degree of stringency, something that we don't have today because we don't have Toma and Tara in the, in the way of, uh, that they did in those days. Of course, we have it for uh, Nida and things like that, but we don't have it in the sense of being Tome uh, Mace and how to be Matara. We don't have the Paraduma and the Beis Migdash, etc. Tanarabanam. Let's go back to our issue of Truma Sedeshin. I want to read two psukim to you, very famous psukim that we say at the beginning of Tzav, right? Said at the beginning of Tzav, it says <coughs> that the Kohen who does the Truma Sedeshin, he should put on his garment, meaning here the tunic, the big shirt that he puts on. He puts that on. And his pants. Mentions these two. Sedeshin does the Truma Sedeshin. He takes that shovel full. And he puts it next to the Mizbech. That's next to the Kevesh that we talked about. What's called the Mokom Hadeshin. Not the base Hadeshin where you burn stuff. He just puts it on the ground there next to the kevish, and miraculously it get it sinks into the ground. That's the first pasuk. That's the truma sedeshin. The first shovel full of ashes. Take them off. Put them down. Doesn't get too dirty. He's not doing a lot of ashes. He's not cleaning off the whole pile of ashes. He's just taking a shovel full. That's the first thing called truma sedeshin, right? The um, the famous. The famous Shalos and Shuvah is Truma Sadeshin, right? Goes by that name, Truma Sadeshin. Why is it called Deshin? Because Adeshin is Gematria 354, and he made a, a Shuvah for 354 days in the year. He made like a Truma Sadeshin, one for each day of the year he had a Shalos and Shuvah. You know, he, but the problem there is that it wasn't real Shalos and Shuvahs like we have today, where somebody asked him a question. He made up the questions and made up the answers. That's why there is some dispute about, you know, how valid is it. But of course, he was one of the great, uh, the great Shalos and Shuvahs. It was a Truma Sadeshin. Okay, that's the name Truma Sadeshin. So the first Pasuk Sadeshin. Then afterwards, Pasuk Dalit says, okay, after the Truma Sadeshin, Upashat Esbegadav takes off those garments, Uvalash Begadav puts on other garments. Then he takes out all the deshen, the whole tapuach, the whole, all the ashes there. Take that outside of Yerushalayim to a makom tahor, to a place that's tahor. And that's what he does there. He takes the whole thing out. So there's two, two um, services or uh, operations done here. One is the truma sedeshen, a shovelful. And then he changes and he puts on other garments, as we'll see cheaper, simpler garments, you know, like, call it work clothes. And he takes that stuff outside of the machna to makam tar. So we're talking about chumas adeshin and the full removal of the deshin. Now let's see the Gemara. Tan Rabbanim. Ufashat v'lovash b'gadamachem. The second Pesach says, he takes off the, his, his uh, big day kuna, his uh, priestly garments, and he puts on other ones. What do we mean by the vahotzi adeshin? Then he takes all the deshin out. Now, shameni ani, when he says, Take off those garments and put all the garments. Shameni, I might think of Yom Kippur. Just like on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol 
takes off, he starts off with his golden garments and takes them off and he does the white garments. He goes back and forth five times during the day. So, and he puts on simpler garments. It doesn't mean big dechol, it doesn't mean street clothes, but the coin gadol, but the coin gadol, just like the coin gadol takes off his gold garments and puts on his, his white garments, white garments, I mean the linen garments, right? He goes back and forth. Maybe I, I might think that here also. Now, Kohen Hedya, the Kohen who's doing the Tumas Adeshin and taking out Adeshin, that's not the Kohen Gadol. On Yom Kippur, he could do that, but, or he should do that, right? But, but, but on, uh, there's a Shiloh, whether the Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, he has to do that too. He does all the main avodas, does that also. But certainly all year round, any Kohen does that. So on, on, on a Kohen Gadol, we know, changes his garments from gold to white throughout Yom Kippur, right? But here, when it says that the coin who does the Trumas Adeshin takes off his garments and puts on other garments to take out all the Deshen, what do we mean by that? It doesn't mean like on Yom Kippur where he changes uh, from better garments to less garments, to lighter garments, meaning not as holy, not, they don't have the gold, they're just simple white ones. So maybe over here also, Sheposha Big Day Kodesh, he takes off the coin who only has one set of priestly garments, maybe he takes off his priestly garments after he did Truma Sadeshan and he puts on street clothes, maybe it means literally street clothes, because it's other garments, just like Kohen Gadol has other garments on Yom Kippur, so the Kohen Heya puts on other garments, but by him there is only one set of priestly garments, so maybe mean puts on street clothes. Maybe that's what it means, Tam Lomar. The Pusik says, Mentions Begadim twice, right? Takes up Begadav and puts on other Begadim. Makish Begadim Shalobish, the Begadim Shat. There's a Hekish, there's a juxtaposition between the garments that he's wearing to the garments that, garments that he's putting on to the, to the garments that he took off. Malaholim Begadim Kodesh, just like the garments he took off are priestly garments, Afkan Big Kodesh, so he puts on also here priestly garments. So what's the point? So what, what, are, what are my other garments? If in both cases, they are the priestly garments that a coin head wears, takes off these, puts on those, what's the point? What do we mean by other garments? Cheaper ones. In other words, when he's doing the, uh, when he's schlepping out all the ashes, which is going to get a dirty process, and his garments will get dirty, he could put on cheaper ones, right? He could put on a worn out garments, or mipish and shein not, not, they're not worth as much. No, but they're still priestly garments. They still have the Kedusha priestly garments, but they are, they are cheaper. They are cheaper, less expensive, worn out, whatever. That's what he learns out from Machem. means they have to be holy, but they are, they're, they're still his four garments, but he puts on cheaper ones. Looks at the Pasuk. He learns out, even though by Acherim it's an Asnachta, the Pasuk stopped, but his drush is Acherim Bahotzi. No, other kinds of Kohanim can take out the big, the big, not the Truma Sedeshin, but other Kohanim can take out the big job, schlepping out all the garbage, the ashes off the top of Mizbech, taking them out. That can be done by other kinds of Kohanim. Acherim Bahotzi, Darshan's this way. Not the Truma Sedeshin necessarily, as we'll see, but taking out the, after the Truma Sedeshin, when they take out the whole pile of Deshin outside of Yerushalayim, that can be done even by Kohanim who are Mumin. So it's not really an Avoda. It's not really part of the service. Okay, that's what Rebelezer learns out. So Acherim either means garments. He puts on cheaper garments, but they have to be priestly garments. Or Acherim is going on the people. Rebelezer says it means that the Kohanim could, this job could be done by Kohanim who are Bali Mumin. 
who are blemished and can't do the regular avoda of shechita kabbalah chosrika. Amar mar, acherim chusmehen. Right? What do you mean by uh, he puts on cheaper garments according to the first pshat? Garments in which you cooked, you were cooking, when you're in the kitchen and you're cooking, you wear an apron, you know, garments are going to get dirty, things are going to spill. You shouldn't serve your master a cup. In other words, the waiter should be dressed differently than the cook. The cook is going to get dirty. The waiter should not be dirty. So that's what he means here also. You know why, why did you take off garment? Because when you did the Truma Sadesh and you just took a little shovel full, you're not going to get dirty. But when you're going to take out the whole pile of ashes, you're going to get dirty. So wear other garments so that when you, uh, when you, do, when you go back to doing regular voter, your garments will not get dirty. So you have dirty, you have special like work clothes. These are like work clothes. They are big day kahuna, but they're more like work clothes. That's the first shot. What about the second shot? Rabbi Lezer said, no, Acher means that even Bali Mumin can do the second job of removing all the, the whole pile. Omri Shlokesh. We're calling those two things. Haram is Trumas Adesh, and Hotsa is removing, removing everything outside Yerushalayim, all the ashes. So Ishlaki says, you know what? Rabbi who disagrees about removing the, the ashes and says that you can uh, do that with a Balmum, a, Balm, a coin Balmum can do that. The same thing like Trumas Adesh. He says the Trumas Adesh can also be done by a Balmum. That's Rishlaki's opinion. Because as we'll see, he holds that Trumas Adesh is not really an Avoda. So it can be done even by a Balmum. Rabbi Yochanan, no. Machlokis Bautzah. The Machlokis is removing the whole pile. That's not really a service. That's not really an avoda. Avo Baharama. But when it comes to Truma Sadesh, and it's an avoda, and it requires a regular, non blemished coin. My time at Rishlokish, what's Rishlokish's reasoning where he says that Rabbi Lezer would say, even on Truma Sadesh, it can be done by a coin who's puzzled to do the regular avoda. Avodi, if it's really a service, yes, is there an avoda which is kosher with two garments? We know uh, with, with only two of the garments. A coin hater wears four garments. He's got the trousers, the shirt, it's really a tunic, call it a shirt, a hat, and a belt. Well, this Pasik says, what does the Pasik Gimel say where it talks about Chumas Adesh in the first Pasik? That's it, just the tunic, the, the shirt, his garment are made out of linen. And his pants, and he does the truma sedeshan. So Rish Lakish says there's only there's only two garments mentioned over here. If it's a service, a coin can't do it with less than his four garments, including the hat and the belt. So Rish Lakish says, you know, you know how it makes sense. This uh, what I'm saying makes sense. Rabbi Lezer says that a coin balmum can not only do the hotzah, but he could also do the truma sedeshan, the harama. If it would, if our, if Truma Sedeshin would be an avoda, is there an avoda which kosher with only two garments? And since the pasuk only mentions the two, that's so specifically all you need is two because it's not really an avoda, and therefore a non kohen or a kohen is possible could also do it. For Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi says, no, 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 no. Goli Rachmana B'Ksona Uben Lachasayim. The pasuk talk about a shirt and the pants. For what then live at Snefes Vavnei? Just just giving you, just telling you those two, but it mentions those two. But it means really all of them. Vuad din limits nefes and we'll see why he mentions those two. That, that's going to come up in a minute. So he says, Maishnahani. So why do you mention these two? Mida, Maishnahani. Midovad is to teach me Mida Kidmida. So it's got to fit him. It can't be too long, can't be dragging on the floor, can't be too short. So he's telling you that the garment has to, has to fit him. And Michnes Evad, because it says, Michnes Evad Yilbash al Basaro, to teach me, you can't have underwear on. There's nothing, you can't have underwear or, or socks or anything like that. Nothing should be before, before the, 
the the pants, meaning the pants should be on a shenamar, yobash al Goes directly. And that's why those two are mentioned to tell you the idea that the it doesn't even really mention the word ketonis. It says midovad, his garment in the proper measure, his linen garment in the proper measure. He's telling tell you that that it's got to be the proper measure, and it's got to be that you can't have anything, can't have a chatzitza in between his, uh, the, gar- the, the priestly garment and his, and his uh, flesh. Okay, so Rabbi Elchanan says, no, he has to wear all four garments, and therefore you need a regular kohen to do the truma sedeshem. Vereshlaki says, no. Mida kimidasa. Vereshlaki says, no, 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 no. It tells you those two garments to tell you dafka those two. So why did it? So how does Rishlakish know the, meat, the 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 measurement and the and the chatzitza that it should there be no chatzitza? Rishlakish will say Why didn't it say ketonas? If it just meant the shirt, it, everybody agrees it means the shirt. It means his shirt, his tunic. So why didn't it say shirt? Why did it say mido to tell me? Why did it say mido? His measure. Say his shirt. To tell me it's got to fit him. It's got to be the right measure. And Shlai Dover Kodam that there should be no chatzitza. May al basar nafka. He could have just said from the word al basar. He could have said levash hakoyim midovad and al basaro. Why did it say michnasevad? To tell me, you know, those two garments you need the pants and the shirt that you need, but you don't need all four because even a na a coin who's puzzle could do the can do this uh, operation the truma sadeshim. Nafka says Gemara now. Okay, so we have this machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shlakish in Rabbi Lezer. Now, uh, either way, either way, we pop, probably don't poskin like Rabbi Lezer, and we and and the shot and the pasuk is is that okay? The coin that does the truma sadeshim that's an avoda. He has to do all four garments, and when he does the removal, there he should just put on work clothes. In other words, use his old clothes as uh, dirty ones. Don't use the same nice, clean garments that you're doing for the Arvada when you remove all the ashes, because you're going to get dirty there. So wear other garments. Rabbi Lezer says, no, it means even a non-Kohen, or a Kohen who's, it means a Kohen who's puzzled, like a, like a, a, a Baumum, who normally is used for removing worms and other jobs there. He can eat uh, Kachim, but... Uh, but he can't be, do the service, uh, he could do this too. That's what Reb Lezer says. Okay, and the Machlokas is where Reb Lezer says he could also do Truma Sedeshin, or only can, he can only do uh, the, hara, the, the Hotzah, according to Reb Lezer. Everybody, Reb Lezer clearly says he could do the Hotzah, the Machlokas, Rishlokas, and Shabiochan is, could he also do the Truma Sedeshin? According to Rishlokas, he could, Kormpiochan, he can't, because he need, it's an avodah, you need all four garments. Rishlokas says no. You only need two garments. That shows that it's not a regular avodah. Name it So let's say this Machlokas, Rishlokas, and Rabiochanan, is really machlokas tanam. Pasuk says al basarik, and look at that first pasuk. It says v'lavash hakohen midovad. He puts on the, the shirt umichna sevad al basaro. No, it doesn't say that. It says yilbash al basaro. Why does it say the extra yilbash? V'lavash hakohen. He puts on a shirt and umichna sevad al basaro. That should be on his flesh. Why did it say umichna sevad yilbash? It already said v'lavash. A few words later, it says again yilbash. Why is that yilbash? So the gemara is like this. And the Bryce says, Abbasaro, Matamaloma, Yilbash. Why does it tell me Yilbash again? It says, Abbasaro is enough. We, the first, the beginning of the Pasuk is Vlavash. What's that extra Yilbash? We had this Kumar before. Lahavi Mitznevis for Avnate La Rama. Oh, Diver Abu. says, You know what's a little bash? Is to tell me there's other, there's two other garments here too, the hat and the belt. Didn't mention the hat and the belt specifically in the Pasuk, but the Yilbash tells me he's got to be completely dressed with all his four garments. That's what Abu says. Rabdel says, No. The Rabbos big day coin got to be a mikipurim shikshir in the coin head yo. By in the avoda of uh, Yom Kippur that we just read recently on Achrimos, it says there the coin finishes his avoda and he takes off his garments, his white garments. Vinicham shom and he leaves them there. 
Rav Dosa says, what, is, what does he mean he leaves them there? He can't use them again on Yom Kippur. Now they can be used by a regular Kohen Hediot because they're the same, the four garments that they wear in common. That means the shirt, the, the shirt, the belt, the pants, and the hat, which are in common, the Kohen Hediot. A Kohen Hediot can use them again. Kohen Gadol, once he uses them on Yom Kippur, cannot use them on another Yom Kippur, but he can use them again. Uh, but a Kohen Hediot can, uh, can use them going forward. So Rabdo says, the Rabbis big day Kohen Gadol, be Yom Kippur, Shekshemer, the Kohen Hediot. Why? Because it says Yilbash. It says Yilbash here. It says Yilbash there to teach me that the Kohen Gadol's garments that he wore on Yom Kippur, which he can't use again, those, his white garments, a Kohen Hediot can use them. That's what Rabdo says. That's the drush of Yilbash. It's Xavier Shava that the Yilbash, which, that a Kohen Hediot here can wear the garments, the same four garments that a Kohen Gadol used on Yom Kippur. Um, Rebbe, but so he, doesn't, Rebbe, he doesn't disagree that, that they, they need, they need Rabdosa, right? He also says you need four. Uh, 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 no, so that's what we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to come to that. Uh, no, he doesn't, that's uh, for the Truma Sedeshin, you mean, right? Uh, that's what we're going to see, right? We're going to see that now. So, we're going to, um, Rabbi, so Rabbi said, so we had here the Tanakama, and we, Rabbi Uda, Rabbi Uda said that you definitely need all four garments for Truma Sedeshin based on Yilbash. Rabbi says, no, Yilbash is a different drush. It has nothing to do with Truma Sedeshin. Yilbash is to teach me that the coin Guttles garments that he used once can be used now by a coin Hedgehog. So Rebbe said, now we have a third sheet here. It's, not, well, it's really Rebbe just answered. Rebbe says, no, it doesn't make sense. Rebbe just states it was whatever. Number one, the Kohen Hedyot, that's the question. What is the Kohen Hedyot's garment made of? He says that the Kohen Hedyot's belt is made out of shotness, and the Kohen Gadol's belt on Yom Kippur, the white belt, is not shotness. It's made out of boots. It's made out of linen, and therefore it's not the same one. So you can't say that the Kohen Gadol's Four garments that he used on Yom Kippur can be used by a Kohen Hedyot all year round because he holds that a Kohen Hedyot's garment, uh, a Kohen Hedyot's belt, is made out of shotness. So it's not the same belt. So that doesn't make sense to say he could use it. But oh, garments that were used by the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, you're saying now that a Kohen Hedyot can use them all year round? Does that make any sense? So Rebbe disagreed with Rebbe and says it can't mean that uh, the coin head, coin girdle's garments can, on Yom Kippur can be used by the coin head. But we had, we had that machlokus before that the um, uh, what was the belt made the belt of the coin uh, coin head yoke, What was it made? Of? It was made out of shotness or not? So he says he holds that it was made out of shotness and therefore it's not the same belt. Okay, that's what, that's Rebbe's answer. So what does yilbash mean according to Rebbe? Larabos says Hashchakim. Oh, so he says Larabos means the Klusa Rebbe. There's really three Pshatim in Yilbash over here. Rabbi says Yilbash tell me the hat and the belt. Rav Dov says Yilbash no, that's the Xavier Shava for the coin Gadol's garments of Yom Kippur. Rabbi says Matamad Yilbash. Larabos says Hashchakim that he can wear that. Those are also kosher to do this about. He can wear worn out garments like we said in the beginning of the Brisa. What is the Acherim? Oh, that means worse garments, but. That's t- there he's talking about saw. Here we're talking about the Truma Sedeshin, right? Before the Bryce was talking about for removing the garment, removing the, the whole pile of ashes, you should wear cheaper garments. Here, according to Rebbe, Rebbe's Darshan Yilbash, which is talking about Truma Sedeshin, going on warm on garments. And what is V'inicham Sham? Malam Shetun and Geniza, like that, what is V'inicham Sham that it says, I am Kippur, that once the Kohen Gadol finishes wearing them, no, once he used them, he can't use them again, and you certainly can't use them for a lower Kedusha of a Kohen Hedjo, you got to bury them there. Okay. Rav Dosa says no. Ruuyan hein lekoyin hedyo, like we said, like Rav Dosa said before. Gzeir shaba, koyin hedyo can use them. Matam lo mavinicham shom. What does inicham shom mean? That shelo yishtamish ben yom kibur ma'achad that the koyin gadol shouldn't use them again. So we have a machlokus between Rav Yehuda and Rav Dosa. 
Rabbi Yehuda says, no, the ilbash means you're supposed to wear all four garments, right? The Pasuk mentions the shirt and the pants, but yilbash means he wears the other two as well. Okay, and Rav Dosa says no. Yilbash means that he wears the coin head yotes garments all year round. It doesn't the coin head with the coin guttle. I'm sorry, with the coin guttle used on Yom Kippur, he can use all year around. It is not. It's not teaching me about the extra two garments. My la bokamifigi. Maybe this is the machlokus. The marsav ravodhi one holds meaning. Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's an avoda. Umar sover lavavodi. One says it needs an avod. Rabbi Yudah says, Rabbi Yudah says, he died from Zilbash, you need the other two, you need the hat and the belt. He holds it's an avod and you need all four garments. You need the, the shirt, the, the, the pants, the belt, and the hat. And Rabbi Yudah says, no, it's not an avoda. You don't need the hat and the shirt. The Yilbash is teaching me a different drasha entirely. It's just for Xavier Shava to teach me that the coin guttles garments that he wears on Yom Kippur one time, only on that Yom Kippur, a coin that he can use year around. But, but the Chuma said, but he doesn't need all four garments. That was what you were asking. Is that, do they both hold to that or not? That's what the Gemara wants to say. That the machlokas between Rishlokish and Rabbi Yochanan, whether according to Rabbi Lezer, remember their machlokas was in Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer says that for the Otsa, you don't need a proper coin. You can have a coin, God is a Balmum. And therefore, so Rabbi Yochanan said the same thing for Chuma Sedeshen. You don't need a proper coin. You can, even a coin who's, who's, who's not doing service, meaning he's not even wearing all four garments, is okay. He doesn't need all four garments. It means it's not a regular service, and you don't need a regular coin. Even a Balmum could do it. That's what Rabbi said. And Rabbi Yochanan says, no, it's still a service, and you need a regular coin. He needs all four garments. So that's Machlok said too. Rabbi Yudah clearly says that you need all four garments. Maybe Rabbi Yudah says, you don't need four garments. Yilbash is Shava, and you don't need all four garments. That's the question. My love, Balkan, if you marsh over a vote, it's an avodi, you need all four garments. Marsh over love, avodi, it's not an avoda, and therefore you don't need all four garments. It's low. Dukuliyam avodi. When it comes to Truma Sedeshin, everybody agrees that it's an avodi, you need four garments. What's the machlokas here? Marsh over Tzricha Kroal Rabbi Yehuda says, the Yilbash teaches me about the hat and the belt. I need the Pusik to teach me you need all four garments. That's what it's for. You need the Pusik. And obviously you need all four and it's in a service. Whereas, whereas Rav Dosa says, no, I don't need a Pusik for that, says Rashi. Once it tells me you need the shirt, I know it's an Avoda. Otherwise, why wouldn't you wear street clothes? Oh boy, cool! You need all of In other words, every this this is the the machlokus is not the same. Reish Lakish indeed says that according to a blazer, truma sedation is not an avoda, and you don't need all four garments. Only need the two that were specified: the pants and the shirt. Uh, but the machlokus, Rav Dosa and Rav does not depend. Rav Yehuda clearly says you need all four garments, but Rav Dosa could also you need four garments. He's just saying the yilbush is for this gzeru shava with Yom Kippur, but it could be else. You also need four garments. The fact that you need. One or two, you need the shirt and the and the uh, and the pants. Kodesh tells you you need the, you need big you need the other ones. The other ones are probably included also, even though there's, you don't need a pasuk for that. So we can't prove what, that the machlokus is the same, and therefore the pasuk shot is according to everybody except for Rabelezer, Aliba, the Rishlakesh, that Trumas Adeshin is an avoda, and you need four garments. All right, we'll pick up here tomorrow. Yeah, Ephraim, with it's obvious he need he he needed to wear a belt. Where else? would he keep the knife? <laughs> Very good. He had a special <laughs> sheath. Maybe he had a special sheath for that. Or he was holding the knife on his way up. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Call to. Call to.